Hey, welcome back to Dream a Little Dream, our space to talk about art, life, and everything in between. So this podcast is a very long-awaited podcast. I've been trying to get Chris Van Boren to come on the podcast and just share his story with everybody and with me, but he's a very busy guy. He is involved so much in Greenwood Lake, and Greenwood Lake is like this other area, um, neighborhood kind of next to mine but like it's like 25 minutes away it's like through through the mountains it's a beautiful drive and then there's this beautiful greenwood lake and it's it's a cute little community and he has totally taken over that community (laughs) i mean as from an artist standpoint i'm just like there is chris all over there it's he did the coffee roaster he did a mural on the coffee roaster i think he just finished a second mural over there it's really awesome you can't miss it if you're coming over the mountain as you enter greenwood lake it's a coffee shop it's kind of like in the middle of a road like there's a triangle and so the traffic can go in one way in the other direction so it's like dead center in the middle you can't miss it so there's that and then he also painted an octopus on the helm the helm is a really cool spot down there too it has like this kind of um nautical theme indoors and they sell really good beers and they have like a seasonal menu so there's a lot of like really cool stuff going on in greenwood lake not to mention the cool art that chris is doing as well as some of the community work that he's been doing he's been helping to raise money for the skate park that's going to go in there it's just a like a real professional style skate park so for the last three years he's been doing a skate park a skateboard auction so he'll get 100 artists to do work on the skateboard deck and then they auction it off. I've I've participated all three years, I guess, surprisingly. And then I feel really close to Chris, like in terms of this event creation that he started so and like I've been like if you have any pointers for me help me with the the plain air thing and so he's just like he's like I don't know just you know keep going at it you know just keep keep talking about it keep making it what you want it to be and and that's that's the truth and so like I, I love this story too that he shares he just starts like kind of from when he's a kid and he tells us how he's ended up right now and right now he's like doing commissions all the time, selling his work, and I would call this a success story. And I believe when I re-listened, I think it was seven years that he spent kind of really hitting the ground and trying to like be an artist in the community and offer himself to the community. And that has snowballed into this thing. And I think he's just like everybody in town knows him now. And so it's a story to kind of take heed and listen to because it just started with one day when he's like, I want to do something more and he took a step towards doing more and it just continued to follow through and now he's done three or more murals around Greenwood Lake and he's very well known around Greenwood Lake he's a known artist they he he's always doing commissions like I said so just following your dreams is sometimes not as glamorous as like we think it's just putting your feet on the ground and deciding to do it so Take a listen to this podcast. Let me know what you think. Share with a friend if you think that they would be, you know, needing these kinds of words or to hear the story. And you never know. You never know what story might actually help you be like, you know what? I'm going to get up off the couch tonight and I'm going to do something that I've always wanted to do. So take a listen and maybe it sparks something in you. And in the meantime, keep following your dreams. So welcome back. Today I have Chris Van Voren on the line with me, and I'm really excited to have him on the call. I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a little while because he's a really active artist in Greenwood Lake. He's involved with the Greenwood Skate Park, and he's also painted some really amazing murals around the town. And so welcome. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I don't know. How did you get started with this whole thing? I mean... Have you always been an artist, or did something really tip you off to where you're like, I want to paint murals, and then you just started doing it? No, I I, I started small. Like uh, I always tease that my, my coloring books started getting better than everybody else's. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, started deciding that I didn't need the coloring book, and then, you know, slowly but surely, and then uh, I had a really great high school art teacher okay. it was probably the only probably the only class that I didn't get thrown out of or you know asked to sit in the corner or something like that <laughs> you were uh, that kid 
I mean, it wasn't really bad, but I just couldn't sit still or, like, you know, the rest of it didn't grasp my attention as much. Right, true. Understood. So, but she was really great. She, because, uh, I'm sure you experienced this, like, being an artist yourself, that, like, when you got to art class in high school, you put your head down and you did your art because you were happy to be there. And oh, the yeah. rest of the kids screwed around because they didn't really care. Yeah. They thought it was a so, not serious class, and I was like, "No, this is my serious class." So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the the art teacher who spent her whole life going to college to become an art teacher appreciated the fact that I wanted to do my art. So she, you know, I always got a lot of help and attention from her. So I, you know, that was most of my art training was was high school. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I went to college. Uh, I took criminal justice in college, actually. Oh, cool. And yeah, well, yeah, kind of, not really. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, that didn't work out. Life changed. College and things changed. So uh, I did tattoos for a little while. I uh, always dabbled here and there with with art. Right. Plus my, I was born a house painter's child. Okay. So paint and brushes and all that things was, you know, second nature after a while. Yeah, yeah. And then it was the 80s with the height of my house painting, so it was a lot of faux finishes and and things like that. So it was a little more artistic. Yeah. You could get a little more creative with that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I like that a lot more than, you know, just a straight painting your bedroom white. Right. Like when we had the the full finished jobs and things that that was a lot more fun yeah and i always did art for myself or i would do it for other people or i would give it away or um yeah and then uh i don't know right so now it's 2020 probably about going on six years ago now i decided that i was going to focus a little more okay and and um that's what got me started in Greenwood. I lived in Greenwood Lake for 14 years and I literally went to work and came home and didn't involve myself at all with anything. Okay. And and then uh, you hit one of those low spots in life. Like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why did, have I done anything with the time that I was given? And like... Yeah. So then I found the teen center. The teen center here in town needed uh, a new head volunteer. Oh, okay. And I went and observed, and I was watching the older lady that was very nice, and, you know, she did a good job, and she watched out for the kids, but it was literally, you know, throw them a basketball, and that was the end of it. Right. So I was like, have you ever tried to reach out to the artistic kids, or the ones that don't want to play basketball, like myself and many others? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I was crazy, but I went and bought a whole bunch of art supplies, and, and uh, got a lot of the kids to do stuff that way. And then we did a lot of other things. We did, you know, uh, had a local baker help us bake a whole bunch of Christmas cookies and then we all decorated them and we gave them to the police and the fire department and the ambulance. And, uh, yeah, so I I kept doing stuff like that. And, uh, trying to think where, you know, that, that started my getting to know everyone in town and, uh, because Greenwood Lake's very old school. Yeah, you're yeah. Not from here, or you're not from here, and that, that's just the way it is. Right, right. So you know, because after I've been here 21 years now, and I've still been introduced as this is Chris. He's not from here. <laughs> this so, is Chris. What yeah. from where? It, he's not from here. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know, 20 years doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but with my persistence and. Um, Dealing with the kids really helped. Once people saw that I was in for helping the kids to do stuff and doing fun projects around town and things like that, uh, that helps a lot. Yeah, right. They start to trust you and they start to, you know, notice you as a, a person. Yes. And then uh, I made the jump, the, the, the jump to being on the board of the Chamber of Commerce because once again, I noticed, I was like, this is a cute little town, has tons of potential. And uh, I don't know if you remember Sugarloaf from days of past used to be a really artist community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of fallen on the wayside and 
And they're trying again, which I'm glad they are. But I was like, you know, we could pick up this this empty market. This there's plenty of people that want a craft show or an art show or something like that. Yeah. So I got myself on the board of the Chamber of Commerce, and it's taken me five years to prove to everyone that there's value in these craft shows and art shows and like your plain air festival. I'm sure you had an uphill battle with that. Oh, I'm still, yeah, we're still nailing that. Yeah, we're, we're working that out. So, yeah, the first time you try to explain it to a non artist, they're like, you what? Can see their, you can see their eyes glaze over and they have no idea what you're trying to help. Right. No. Yeah. And so it's a lot of re-explaining. I, I went and hung a poster up yesterday at the local little farm center. And I was like, she's like, a what? A air art? Art air? Not to get too much off topic, but I totally understand. Like, so. Yeah. yeah so I kept explaining to them that like you can interject art type things into all of your events that you're doing already yeah or you, or you can revamp some events by adding art to them that will will elevate them a little bit right and i'm not like super artsy like you know like i'm not i don't know what to say i don't want to say like the weird artist guy but like i'm not like uh pretentious maybe like yeah maybe i, I don't know like it's I like to bring it to the people that are on the street that, that may have not experienced it before or thought about it that way. Yeah. I like to show people that anybody could do this. And it doesn't matter your skill level or your age or your anything like that. Like you, you can add art to whatever you're doing. Right. I love that you said that, too, because I think that you don't have to do art to be in a museum, too. So you kind of bring it down to the people like you can just do art just to have something that you hide in your closet that you laugh at sometimes. <laughs> like it, it's because it can be right, right, just right. fun. Um, you know? It was it was just recently that they they found something like 10,000 Picassos. Yeah. And they all suck. <laughs> They're terrible. Nobody wants them, you know. But that's the point. You only see the 10 that he's famous for. Right. Exactly. There's another... There's another 50,000 that got painted over, thrown away, uh, you know, destroyed, given away. Right. It's not, uh, well, I ha- all right, so I had a little stint with um, a paint and sip company. Okay. So I worked three years for, for a local place that, uh, you know, you and your girlfriends come, you drink your wine, you paint your picture of your flowers, you're done in two hours, you go home. Yep, yep. And, um, I really enjoyed that because of the it was more of the stand-up comedy aspect of it. Yeah, right. Because the second you tell them all to start painting, a, a, a chattery room full of wine-drunk ladies goes dead silent. Yeah. And they all, you can feel the tension just wash over the room. And you're like, okay, everybody just relax. I know, chill out, it's fine. Just, this will be fine. It's a basin of flowers. Oh, it needs to be perfect. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I would tease them that, you know, they could get medication or they could seek psychiatric help or, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever it is you need to do. But, like, this will be fine. It's just one little picture of the sailboat. Like, we could do. Yeah. Why is and it? It's I, so I really, crazy. I really, really enjoyed that job, except for the. Um, McDonald's aspect of it. Right. Right. Get them in, get them in, get them out. We don't care what their painting looks like. Go, 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 go. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I've done so, some like that too. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, uh, I was watching my employers, you know, get rich and walking away with, you know, the crumbs. Right. The $10 so, an hour or whatever they paid you for. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, uh, but they allowed us to work for tips. So like I said, I, I, you know, stand up comedy it up a little bit and try to make everyone comfortable and have a good time. And at least they would laugh and then they would ask for me or, or they would have me come to their private parties or whatever it was. So right. I built a good following that way and I got tons of practice myself. Yeah, yeah. 
because I didn't paint like that. I'm very, I like my details. You know, I like my, I paint a lot of natural things, animals and landscapes and, and things like that. I'm always jealous of people like you. Yours are just, they're colorful. You could see the, the fun you had when you're doing them. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, it becomes its own monster, yeah. you know, but yeah. <clears throat> right, but if the outside person looking at your work would, you know, could see the fun, the big strokes, the bright colors, the, the odd subjects. Yeah. Um, I definitely have to have that for fun for me. Cause then I, I, but I respect people like you who get really detailed. I'm like, that almost looks like real. And I, I want to incorporate some of that too, you know, like a, a, a mixture of things, you know, so. Right. And that's the other thing people don't understand. Like not every artist is good at everything. Yeah. I don't do people at all. I have no interest in learning how to do people. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm a... You know, if it was a choice between a person and a dog in a room and they said, you got to pick one, well, guess what? You guys are beat. <laughs> Doing you a know, dog. like, I'm never going to choose the person over the dog. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, There's so much pressure with so, people, too, especially, if, you know, their special look. Everyone looks very slightly different, you know, so. Uh, yeah, and no one wants a crooked picture of their child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. It, it's either it is what it is or it isn't it. Right. So, yeah, and, and besides the fact that I haven't practiced enough doing it, and, uh, you know, I can pull off a... I think you could do it. You have the technical skill. Can, yeah, I can pull off a person far away walking down the beach. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could do that. Or uh, a couple of people in a crowd walking down the street. Like, as long as you don't see too much space and, you know, I probably could if I tried, but I really don't have the desire. I, you know. Yeah, I guess that's what it boils down to is like, if you want, if you really, if you're passionate about that part of it, you're not then you, you'll put in the time to practice. But if you're not, then you're not going to, you know, you'll just stay where you are. Just kind of like washy, splashy faces or whatever. So, Right, yeah. You know, just enough to get it to, to pull off the effect. Yeah. But that's where, uh, that's where the paint and sip company, that helped me a lot because they have them, they're all the very big, bright colors and big, broad strokes because, you know, you can't, you can't get a lot of detail in two hours. By the time you get everyone settled and ready to go, and you're yeah. not getting much detail. Those are very difficult too, because it's like you. Part of painting is waiting for it to dry too, and a assessing it during that time. And I feel like during a sip and paint, you don't really have that assessment period while you're kind of like letting it dry. Even you know, even acrylics. So it's like. Ah, you can because you can be like take a break go get a drink but usually they want to come right back in and start painting and you're like no you have to let it dry like <laughs> so. or um I finally learned after about six months that like you can't even give them the black paint until you're ready to tell them to use it yeah right they, so, they'll touch it they'll get it in the yellow they'll, it's just everywhere right I used to have like a separate uh, plate know, for white, a separate plate for white. So I'm like, because you have to have clean white, you know. So. Oh, the the white. I mean, gallons and gallons and gallons of white paint. Like mm -hmm. I don't know what everyone was doing with. Because you would be like, okay, we got to make this blue a little bit lighter, and they would literally take the whole glob that you gave them. And well, I, I I really did enjoy the the sipping paints. It was the like I said, the McDonald's aspect. Uh, the, my bosses were not artists in any way. They bought this as a, you know, as a money-making machine. Yeah. And, um, but like you would have to, you would have to show up an hour early. You would set up, you would either trace out the canvases or, or get them, whatever you were going to, whatever guidelines you were going to put on the canvas, you had to do all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, put all the paint out on the plates and get all the, smocks on the chairs and then when, when it was all done and there was wine spilled and there was hummus on everything you yeah, had to clean right. it all up yeah put it all away and uh you know they would pay you for three hours but you would end up being there four or five right because i personally wasn't gonna throw people out the door that weren't done yet yeah um 
But I think yeah, yeah. I, I I treated the customers more like my customers than my bosses did. Right, right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, um, but I think that the now, importance of those pain and sips is that teaching actually enriches your own your own body of work, your own skill set, and and so and then you learn so much from the people and and how how they're having the same kind of struggle that you even have when you're facing a canvas and you're like, why am I even trying to paint this? You know, and then you like give them empowering words of wisdom and then you bring that for yourself, you know? So it's like, it's kind of a, a two way street with that. Well, that's the other thing that I would try to try to get to them is like the feeling that you have right now, it never goes away. Yeah. It doesn't go away. I've done it. I don't know about you, but I've done, it's gotta be, 1,500, 2,000 paintings at this point. Yeah. Like, it doesn't go away. You get to the middle of the painting, you're like, oh my God, this is the biggest piece of crap I've ever touched. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And, and then, you know, you get it a little and you work it out. Like, it, there's always ways to work it out. There's, it, it's not, oh my God, it's a mistake and that's the end of the canvas, throw it in the fire. Like, that's not how it works. Like, you let it dry, you go get a cup of coffee or something, you take your eyes off it for a minute, and then you come back and you're like, oh, I see where I went wrong, and you you change it. Right. Yeah, so uh, what was it like? Sorry, I'm going to launch into the, the mural that's on the coffee shop in Greenwood Lake. But So what was it like working that big? So, like, now we go from this 14 by 20 or 16 by 20 canvas to, like, this giant this giant thing. Like, how do well, you... Well, now, see, that's where, my, that's where my being born a house painter's child comes in, is that I've been painting entire buildings inside and out my whole life okay like the minute I could be trusted to do something my mom was like you're not staying here all summer you're going to work with your dad right. get out of here <laughs> yeah I know right and, and so at first uh, you learn how to fold drop cloths because every day you gotta take them out and every day you gotta put them away yeah uh, or uh, you know go 40 feet up on the top of the ladder where no one can see what you did and start there right uh, I wasn't allowed to paint anywhere near the front door until like I was like almost thirty when my dad would even let me do any of that. <laughs> wow, that's a long time. Because he, you know, we were making money out of it, and everyone's got to, it's got to be right, and like that was his part was, you know, making it all perfect. Yeah, right. So not that I, not that I couldn't do it, he just wouldn't let me do it. It was his. It was his thing. So he liked that. But the yeah. the thing is, is like the perspective getting. Like, cause one of those coffee beans that you painted is probably like a foot, you know, a foot by three inches or something. I don't, I'm seeing it from the street. So I, my perspective is off, but just having that perspective, did you project it onto the, how did you? No, no, that one I, uh, so my new, my newest tool in the arsenal is a big piece of sidewalk chalk taped to the end of a broom handle. Okay. So you can draw at arm's length plus four feet. Okay. Good. Oh, so, so you can make a big circle and then you can kind of like fill in some... Yeah, okay. I see. Right. So at least you're, you're, you're seven feet from this wall instead of, you know, with your nose on it. Yeah, right. Okay. That's Because better. murals are meant to... I, this is the other thing that I was saying about... That I would say about murals is much like a billboard, even back in the day when they painted billboards instead of just printing them. Right. Billboards are meant to... Look, Billboards are meant to look good at seventy miles an hour. Right. If you if you stop and you stand in front of a billboard for a while, you're like, "Geez, that's blurry." Yeah. Right. But it, but it's not blurry at seventy miles an hour. <laughs> yep. I never thought about it like so, that. Yeah. So everyone's like, "Oh, the details." I'm like, "A, a, a two foot coffee bean is not a detail." <laughs> True. It's not. It just looks like a detail because you're fifty feet away. True. That's true. So, the other thing I would tease about at, at the paint and sip classes is everyone's got their nose pushed against a canvas. Right. And like, it looks, it looks terrible. I'm like, okay, take three paces back and yeah. now look at it. Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look so bad. I was like, I know, because before you could see the DNA of the cotton, you were so close to it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, it's true. You know what the velvet rope, the velvet rope at the museum Yes, it's to keep stupid people from touching expensive things, but it's also the viewing distance. Right. 
the museum decides. Do you need to be six feet? Do you need to be eight feet? Right. Things like that. If you put your nose on the Mona Lisa, you're going to see dust. You're going to see brush hairs. You're going to see fingerprints. You know. Yep. I don't know about you, but I put my fingers all over my art while I'm doing Oh, man. I have cat hair stuck to spots that I'm like, okay, well, that's a nice texture. Let's just bump that up a little. (laughs) I mean, I literally have no fingerprints left from blending. Yeah. Crazy. So we forget, I think we forget how physical art is. I think people just really hone in on just the visual aspect of it and they don't recognize how physical it is, how much of your body is really into it and the environment. So. Uh, Yeah. I mean, uh, the, uh, the the coffee roaster wasn't so bad. It It was summertime, but it was, it wasn't, you know, ridiculously hot. But when I did the helm, um, I love the, helm the too. yeah, me too. It was cool. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. And, um, but the way the building is situated, once the sun comes, uh, the, the mountain that's between me and you right now, mm-hmm. once the sun comes over that mountain and hits Greenwood Lake, the, the helm is on the opposite side. So it, it's a black building in a black parking lot oh, facing wow. the sun until eight o'clock at night before it goes over the other side yeah so i was getting up i was getting up at four in the morning so the minute the sun came over the mountain i could start painting and by one o'clock like i couldn't even put my hand on the building it was so hot right and plus the paint is probably boiling off the brush like you just it's not gonna stick yeah don't stop because like the paint's gonna go dry and the brush is gonna get hard like don't stop keep going yeah right so that one i i mean when i got down to the little bit of details in the touch-up all in all, maybe it took me a week. Yeah. Uh, but most of it was done in four days. Like, the bulk of it was up there and ready to go. The rest of it was me screwing around, making sure it was, was perfect. It looks so cool. I love it, the way that the octopus are, the, is kind of, like, grabbing the edge of the building. It's it's really fun. So people should go check that I, out. You know, I, there were some fun things because the, uh, uh, Mark that owns the helm, uh, he's an appreciator of art. He, he, he's bought art for me. He's, he's bought some to give to other people. He's recommended me to other people. Like he, he likes artists. Awesome. So once I did the small concept painting, he was like, that's great. And I was like, you know, I gotta change the tentacles. So they go around the windows and things, you know, right. Right. He was like, he's like, you know what, from what I see, he's like, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> nice. And that was literally, that was all the instruction. He's like, do whatever you want. I said, okay. It just had to be an octopus. That's what he wanted. And then after that, I was given free reign to do whatever I wanted. That's awesome. And so I love this story. So you're starting out and you're like, you know, the guy just gets up in the morning, goes to work. And then you're like, well, wait, what am I doing? And so out of being involved in the community, you started to really open up as an artist yourself and you know so I I just think this journey that you've illustrated for us is like a a perfect way to tell people that all you got to do is just start and then suddenly you're painting octopuses on the side of an amazing restaurant in Greenwood Lake you know so it's it's inspiring I I I give a lot of credit to the the paint and sip that built my confidence a lot because I was I was cranking out those paintings after right. after three years of it, the painting that would take them three hours, I could do it in fifteen minutes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, like, just because I wasn't worried about it anymore. I didn't worry how it looked. I didn't worry that the leaf wasn't exactly the same as the one that was hanging on the wall that we were copying. Yeah. Right. But like, yeah. I tried to tell them, I'm like, it doesn't have to bend the same way. A leaf is a leaf. It can bend any way it wants. Right. There's so much freedom. So, uh, that gave me a lot of the confidence to go from there. And, uh, I did the coffee roaster. Did I do the coffee roaster first? No, I, think... I did the helm first and then I did the coffee roaster. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, as uh, soon as you drive into Greenwood Lake from my side of the, the mountain, you see Chris's coffee roaster painting. It's really, it's red, black and white. So it's really like contrasting and pops. It's cool. That's it. That's it, uh, the three colors, red, black, and white, and then I, all the variations that you can make with those colors. Yeah. 
so it's a view of if you're standing at the beach here in Greenwood Lake and you're looking south down the lake, it's that view. There's two mountains on each side. There's a faraway horizon. There's a giant spillover coffee cup in the middle with the beans spilling out, getting larger as they come closer to you. Yeah. So the only part I really, I mean, I've painted the scene of the beach here. Everybody wants it. I mean, if I paint it one more time, I might throw up. Yeah, I've seen so many. Yeah. (laughs) You're good at it. You know, they keep they keep buying them and they keep paying me to do it so I will keep doing it yeah but I could literally I could draw those mountains in my sleep at this point like, <laughs> I know how they look I know where they go like <laughs> so uh I made sure my horizon was level because that's one of the most important things water is always 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 level okay even if there's a hurricane if you look far and out far out enough across the ocean where the sky meets the water it is level and flat yeah it's a line <laughs> so that's that's a big one if you get that one wrong everyone's standing with their head tilted looking at your painting like what's the matter they don't know what's wrong with it but they know there's something wrong <laughs> right that's funny because everyone we're, we're all used to seeing level and straight with the way they build our houses and all those kind of things you're used to seeing it you yeah. just don't know you're seeing it right so I, I made sure that the horizon line was level. I drew the mountains by hand. Um, I created a giant compass out of a nail, a piece of string, and a big piece of sidewalk chalk to draw the circle for the opening of the cup. Okay, yeah, so that you could make it perfect. So that was it. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, because coffee cups are pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, and then the rest I just sketched in lightly by hand. Like, I didn't draw any of the coffee beans. Okay. I literally just start. I just started putting big black blobs everywhere, and then refine them into the shapes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's that's so, how when you loosen up like that, you can really learn how to work on thing anything. You know, it helps. All those skills are transferable in in any um, uh, scale. I think. Well, then, uh, if you spill a, a bag full of coffee beans. It would look like you spilled them. It doesn't look like you placed them. Right. So if you spend all your time trying to place every single coffee bean, it looks odd to your viewer because it looks too contrived or or too perfect, I guess. Yeah. And it'll drive you crazy. You won't have as much fun painting it. I, that's my theory. Yeah, no. And, and when you set a price and you know how much you want to make a day and things like that, you gotta go, 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 go. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no thinking about it. There's no once you get your layout in there, just, just go. You'll be fine. Yeah. I promise. So, so also just to showcase the other <clears throat> work you're doing in Greenwood Lake is you are. I don't know if you're like head of it. You're the you're my point person for the Greenwood Lake skateboard auction, which goes towards raising money to build a skate park in Greenwood Lake. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that's going to go down this year? Yeah. So with my uh, with the work with the teen center, which I love doing, um, one of the things I knew they were doing around town was trying to build a skate park. So I was never I, I was never really a I'm a, I'm a little bit older, so like my skateboarding experience was uh, late 70s when it was kind of weird. It wasn't the X Games things that you see now. Yeah. So, uh, and then it died off for a while. So I I didn't hit the skateboarding like everybody else, but I do appreciate the weird kids, the kids that don't fit the, I hate calling them alternative. It's just a stupid word. It feels so 90s, Uh, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the blue-haired kids, the one with the nose pierced, the one that's too tall but doesn't want to play basketball, all those the, uh, the art class kids, the drama kids, Yeah. Um, they don't get enough attention. A school will dump a couple hundred grand into a football stadium and then tell the art room that they can't get a new project- projector or something. Like, yeah, uh, right. It kills me. Kills sucks. Me. So... Uh, I'm trying to think what the first, so I do some work in Goshen and they had, um, they do a painted trotters thing. So a oh. trotter is a horse that pulls the little jockey on a little cart. Okay. And um, Goshen has a 
track over there. So it's a big part of their town. So they they had wooden cutouts of, of horses that they gave out to artists and we all painted them. Then they displayed them around town and then they auctioned them off to do it again next year. And the artists got half the money. So I saw how well received that was. Right. And if you've ever seen skateboards of kids, they're covered in stickers or they spray painted them or they stenciled them or whatever it is. Your skateboard is yours. You do what you will with it. Right. So, um, the Orange County Arts Council, which I'm sure you've dealt with, is uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was my friend Dawn Ansborough was the uh, president or whatever they called her. And they do um, a grant program every year. They get, they have, it's usually about $10,000. And okay. they give out, they give out between $750 and $1,000 to 10 to 12 people, whatever it works out to be. Okay. And, but you have to do a community project. Okay. So the first one was uh, we had that terrible film festival here. <laughs> uh, I heard about uh, that. The yeah. films were great. the films were great. The person running it not so much. Okay. Um, so the artists and the people, the actors, all that stuff was great. So I did a thing where I had my friend cut out film strips, which it looked like. I know everyone's digital now, but film used to come in a little canister and you put it in your camera and then, you know, you took the picture. It had little squares on the side. Yeah. Yeah. It had little squares on the side. That's perfect. So they were three feet high, two feet wide. They had little squares on the side. And I got a whole bunch of my, uh, it was like 26, I think, by the time we were done, 26 of my artist friends. Cool. Um, I used the grant money to pay for all the wood and everything. And I had my friend make these things with his CNC machine and I gave them to all the artists. And I made stands for them, and I set up this whole thing, and we auctioned them off. We had them set up during the film festival, and we auctioned and sold them off. And I ended up making, like, I don't know, 3200 bucks for the team center, something like that. Nice. So I took the $750 they gave me, and I turned it into $3,500 that I could spend any way I wanted on my kids at the team center, which yeah. was great. Right. Because then you just... You walk into Michael's and you're like, I'll take two of these and four of those and six of these. And like, that was the greatest day ever. Yeah, it's like in a candy store. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so so that was good. I did that uh, for two years of the film festival. And then I took the same concept and I went to the people that were, uh, there's a board of the of the Greenwood Lake Skate Park. That's a, it's an actual 501c3 nonprofit charity. Okay. Um, so I went to them and I said, I have this idea about skateboard decks. And I told them about the Arts Council and I applied again for the grant and they gave me $1,000 this time. Mm-hmm. So I took the $1,000 and I bought a um, hundred and something skateboards and blank skateboards. Yeah. And I got them from, from doing my work in Goshen and stuff with the Arts Council. I met people like you and, and you know what I mean? Like my, yeah. my artist base was, was rather large. Yeah. So finding the hundred artists really wasn't a problem. Right. That's awesome. And you were, you were in the first year, right? I, I, maybe. Yeah. I think it was the first year. Was it 2017? I think maybe I was in the second year. Is it, I'm not Did sure. You were twice or three times now. Three times. Yeah. So you were in the first year. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we got it out to all the artists like you and me and and all my other friends and people that I know, and uh, the artwork came back was mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Yeah. So we, uh, I think I still had a little money left out of the $1,000. We we got Warwick to let us use their their rental space at Wickham uh, Woodlands over by the, over by the old jail there. Yeah. And... Being in the Chamber of Commerce, I knew all the restaurant people in town, so I begged off all of them. We got food, we got people to donate drinks, I got a band. Uh, we had those giant graffiti walls. That was fun, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were just big, um, brand new big uh, drop cloths, giant heavy canvas drop cloths that we hung up. And uh, I don't remember if we bought spray paint that year, whatever it was, I had a ton of spray paint. Kids went crazy. I mean, there had to be 200 empty cans of spray paint by the time. <laughs> That's the best part. I'm sure and the kids love that. I, it was so much fun. And they, the, the 
look on their face when you're like, here's a can of spray paint. And they look at you like, I'm allowed to do this? <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, man, as long as you don't spray this building or, or you know, somebody's car, like, go at it. Yeah. And, and their minds are just blown that somebody would let them do that. Yeah. Um, so we had a great party. We ended up... I, the thousand dollars that year turned into six thousand dollars the first time. Wow! So the six thousand dollars went to the state park, and then um, the second time we did the same thing, graffiti wall. And then I had made a couple more contacts. The the um, people at the hardware store here in town, the True Valley, really fantastic family. Yeah, I buy a lot of paint. I buy a lot of paint for my business and I'm always spray painting and clear coating. I'm always doing something. So I'm always in there. Right. Uh, they, hooked, they hooked me up with the Rust-Oleum rep, which I know all you graffiti artists like, oh, Rust-Oleum, it'll kill you. I, I get it. <laughs> but that's what I got. So, so they hooked me up with the Rust-Oleum rep who told me that the hardware store buys so much spray paint from them that he would literally give me whatever I want. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So spray paint, a case of spray paint is six cans as far as the manufacturer is concerned. Yeah. So they gave me um, black and white. I got extra because everyone goes nuts with black and white. Right. But I got every color that they carry, they gave me at least one case. Wow. So, right. So I ended up with almost 200 brand new cans of spray paint. That's so cool. Interesting. For nothing. They, yeah. they did it just because, and of course, you know, I told everybody and I put it on Facebook pages and we thanked for Stolium and, you know, all that stuff they could do with social media now. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we covered, I had four uh, 9x12 drop cloths that we put up on this big erector set and uh, let the kids have at it. Both sides covered uh, some of them were painted over twice. I mean, and, and once again, 200 dead soldier spray paint cans littering <laughs> the ground at the end of the day. I was imagining and, and, them still in your pantry. <laughs> like, you went through 200? Oh, my God. I mean, they were done before the party was done. I mean, kids wow. just... And uh, I, I know we're, there's no visual to this, but imagine cute little girls, five, six, seven years old, pretty much dressed up to go to a party or yeah. some of them look like they were going to church <laughs> up on a up on a ladder no parents anywhere once the parents you know I said I have masks and I have gloves parents are like you know what just take the kids do whatever you want <laughs> uh, but I have these great pictures of of two little girls sharing a ladder their hands are so small they can barely hold the spray paint with the <laughs> biggest grins you've ever seen in your life Aww. That's so good. And every kid in this town went home with spray paint on them. There's, there's parents probably still trying to get paint out of court. Yeah, right. Uh, so, and like I said, uh, we were saying before that uh, I, we packed out the community center. I was like four times over capacity. Thank goodness we could go outside to. Uh, we used, um, we had a professional band and we also had, um, there's a rock underground music school here. Okay. And their teacher is really, really great. And part of them going to school there is having live performances because if you can't go out and do it live, then... What are you doing? You know, right. You, you're going to have to do this as a musician, so you might as well start now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had, we had three kids' bands ranging from little kids, 8, 9, 10, all the way up to teenagers, you know, 20 years old. And then a professional band, which was great music all day and had food from all of our restaurant friends here in town and uh, we ended up making $11,000 this time wow that's awesome so, same 100 skateboards went yeah. from 5 to 11 one year right so now we bring it to 2020 and we are all screwed and stuck in the house <laughs> and everyone's worried and nervous and rightfully so people are getting sick yeah and it's just a terrible situation but this this party and auction takes a long time to get it. You know, artists are notoriously drag their feet on everything. Yeah. Right. Um, so even when you give them deadlines under penalty of death, they really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. They don't do it on. Yeah. See, I'm 
I'm one of those rare artists that like I'm done before you ask me, and I'm already painted two other paintings because I I love starting and I love finishing. Yeah. So yeah. if you just if you just left me to paint paintings, 365 days, you'd probably have I don't know close to 700 paintings. By now, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but like, you know. Uh, so we've been planning since the last auction, and this, since we made so much money the past two times. I didn't feel right about asking the Arts Council for the grant again, even though they asked me to apply. Okay. I declined and said, you know what? Find someone else that hasn't done something yet. We have plenty of money. We'll we'll buy our own skateboards and we'll we'll do this our you know, ourselves this time. Right. So I don't know who we're I haven't checked the grant process because I wasn't involved this year, but uh, hopefully someone got the thousand dollars that I got. And they're doing something super cool with it this year. Yeah. So, yeah. So now we have, the deadline has passed, but in the middle of that, the, the lockdown came with the, the, the virus. And so at this point, I have about 70 of the 100 skateboards back. Artists, bring your skateboards and, back. <laughs> Anyone listening who has a skateboard, bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've gotten a lot of, oh, it's not canceled. Like, did I call you and tell you it was canceled? Because if I didn't, why didn't you do it? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it's okay. Um, so we got about 70 of us. We started photographing them now, and we just started. It was going to be a no-brainer this year. We've done it twice before. We asked the restaurants. I know who to ask for this and that and the other thing. It would have been a no-brainer. Uh, and we were going to change the location to the American Legion which is a bigger venue, has a lot more outside space, and it also would be able to serve adult beverages. Okay. Um, the last two times was kind of a BYOB under the table kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but this time, I had just painted a mural for the American Legion also. Oh, right. I remember that one. Yeah. And um, made some great friends, met some really uh, real great gentlemen guys. And, uh, so they said they, they, you know, they couldn't even finish saying, if you ever need anything, I said, I need a venue, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, so it was absolutely, da, 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 da. so, but we just had our monthly meeting last night and we really don't feel that having a giant party is, I don't want to say appropriate, but probably not the best idea. Yeah. Uh, even though New York's getting loosened up a little bit, if you're watching the news, it's going around the country and there's a little resurgence and people are still flying in and out of quarantine places. And right. I would just hate that our party would lead to something horrible. That would yeah. just be terrible. Uh, so we have a great professional auctioneer that has been with us since the beginning. Um, she and her one employee, uh, the system they're going to use they had to actually go through like the training from the company okay. before you're even before you're even allowed to use it. They want you to do it their way and know how everything works and all this stuff. So she's been training with this company, and it's going to be this really great uh, online resource where I think and she thinks that you can actually the people looking at the art can get more information. Okay. So you, Jesse, painted one, and this way, when it's posted, there's the picture. Uh, I can put a picture of you if I had one, if you don't, you know, whatever like that. Yeah. And a little blurb and a little thing, and you could read what you've done and, and that kind of thing, where the last two times, it was just a 100 skateboards lined up on tables. It was too hard to tell everyone who the artists were, because when you're doing the auction, even if it takes you 60 seconds to auction off one, yeah, that's times 100, great. Yeah, times 100 is like four hours. Yeah, right. And that's if you <laughs> right. only keep it to 60 seconds, yeah, so. Yeah, that's yeah. If she's like, okay, well, boom, gone, gone, gone. And like, that's not what we want. We want, you need a little more time. Yeah, yeah. So the auctioneer, the auctioneer is the one that like, no more than 100. She's like, I can't do any more than 100. So okay. That's fine. Um, so now I think we think that with this, the way it's going to be this year, I can get a little more information about the artists out. Um, not that you and I aren't the coolest artists ever, but we have some... <laughs> oh, they're amazing. Have you have such a... Yeah. No, there's so many good skateboards. But we have some high-end skateboard community 
Um, there's a guy named Mike Aches. He's been designing graphics for skateboards for the last 20 years. People know who he is. Right. Um, they seek out his skateboards. There's another guy, uh, Jack LaRue. He's had his paintings. They, they put them in sets and movies. Uh, he had a mural in Times Square. He had a reception at the Met. Wow. Um, that's something that you wouldn't know unless you saw it written down somewhere. There was not enough time to explain. Right, right. That's, that makes a lot of so, sense. You know, when we missed out on the rock and roll and the and the, the skateboarder aspect of the party, yeah. But uh, I think we can focus on the art a little more this year, and hopefully, uh, listen, no matter what we make, um, at the end of the day, right this second, I think we spent $1,000 on getting the skateboards out and back. Yeah. So anything after that is great. Right. It's all for a great cold. It all goes to the skate park. Um, we proved to people that we could be self-sufficient this year, which was, was a big thing for me anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all so right. we'll get it online. Yeah. And then I, I think it'll give us about a month. And the capacity of the World Wide Web. Right. So it could be expand like crazy this year. Yeah. I mean, you live in South Africa and you happen to find us or someone tells you and you love that skateboard, well, it's getting mailed to South Africa. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So when when right. can we tune in? When is this where where do we find the the auction and what day and time do we tune in? So being in lockdown and all that other stuff, we are nowhere near ready telling anybody when it's gonna be or okay. how it's gonna be or anything like that. But you, you could follow the Greenwood Lake artist page on Facebook too, and you'll put updates there. Um, well, that was private for all of us artists, so we can talk about art things without anybody judging oh, us. But sorry, if you follow GWL Skate Park, they're all the same, all the platforms. Capital okay. G, capital W, capital L. Uh, website, Facebook, Instagram, all okay. the same. All right, cool. And then so we can find the yeah, updates uh, there. <laughs> Yeah, and I have started posting some of the artists and some of the work that has come back, so you can see some of it there. Okay. Um, yeah, that's always a good one. Um, you can always follow uh, the Greenwood Link Chamber of Commerce, too. With, um, the one cool thing about it is small little town is we, we like our events. It's kind of a... We have kind of a tourist industry. Yeah, with the lake and everything, yeah. yeah like this weekend right now, like... There's people everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you keep seeing the jet skis come in and the boats come in and, you know, there, there's a lot of people around. Um, yeah, we have, uh, we have some great things, which, but this year is a little lacking because of, of the current situation. So, like, we're, uh, I think Apple Fest has been canceled and changed to virtual for Warwick. Oh, okay. Um, the Renaissance Fair has been canceled. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Some of these great events that bring people around uh, just not going to happen this year. Right. Which really, truly hurts a small town like this because the restaurants depend on people coming to eat. And that's our biggest industry is here, is the restaurants and the bar and right. the lake. Yeah. Well, so uh, the lake doesn't really make us any money except for the fact that you all come here and you need a sandwich to go on your boat and you need gas for your boat and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I know that you're a big proponent on like promoting all of the restaurants around Greenwood Lake and there's some really good ones. I mean, the Helm, I've eaten there a couple of times. I love their food. And so, um, yeah, and then you said they were behind all this provision of abundance for your events, so... I mean, it really started with the, the teen center. I would ask, uh, through the Facebook page for the teen center, I would ask citizens like, Hey, I was sick of giving the kids hot dogs and chicken fingers. Cause we would feed them too. Yeah. Right. Um, it was every Wednesday, four hours, uh, 4 PM to 8 PM at the Elks lodge. And the Elks were great. They have a kitchen and everything. So we could fry them chicken fingers and give them hot dogs and make ZD once in a while. But, uh, I was like, you know, with all these restaurants in town, we can give a little promotion and, you know, so I would ask people to make a donation because, like, if you gave me a hundred bucks and I turned around and went to Emerald Point and I said, Aaron, I have a hundred dollars, how much food can you give me for the kids? 
Right. So, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll match it or, you know, $100 is enough. At least I can pay my guys for making it, you know, right. whatever it was, whatever it worked out with whoever it was. And they would send over trays of food so we wouldn't be eating hot dogs every week. Nice. And, and then, you know, um, I would promote the crap out of them because if you haven't noticed already, I'm not really that shy. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so. Uh, I was singing from the rooftops when someone helped me. Yeah. I think and, that's important because uh, that shows that, like, that's your community. It's not just you. Everybody's p- pitching in and everybody's making this an awesome event and making it, you know, making Greenwood Lake what it is, this this community. So. Right. And the same with the skate park. It was a, so most people don't know, is that the idea is that it's, it's in memorial for a young man named Dale Harrell who uh, tragic car accident. Uh, you know, him and his friend had a car accident. His friend walked away, and he did not. Yeah. So uh, that was a huge traumatic event for the community. Right. So they're all behind it already. So once you start putting the kids in and they see what's going on, I haven't really met any resistance. There's always a couple of old timers who are like, "Ah, damn skate park! It's you know, <laughs> gonna bring drugs and this and that and the other thing." Like you know. Right. It's fine. It'll be fine, I promise. May, may there be a fist fight once in a while? Yes, but that's what boys do, and that's how things go. Right. And there is value in learning some schoolyard things. Yeah, totally. You can't protect them all. You can't round all the corners. You can't make everyone be nice. Um, you got to fall and get school. back up. Uh, you gotta, you gotta grow, you gotta soften up a little bit. You can't release them into the world, which is a mean, cruel, nasty place. Thinking that everyone's gonna be nice to them, because it's not the way it is. Yeah. So, schoolyard things, basketball court things, skate park things, there's value in what you can learn through your peers and, and different situations. Right. So everyone will be fine, I promise. We're gonna make them wear helmets and, and things. Um... And this is, we're not talking a skate park like you've seen in another town where they give you an old tennis court and they throw a couple plastic ramps on it. Right. This is a professionally built, smooth concrete in the ground. Um, it's called a flow park. Okay. Because you can run, you can flow from one end to the other around all these curvy cement. Imagine a really cool, empty swimming pool. Nice. That's what we're, that's what we're looking at. But it, it's. Uh, there's some really great renderings on the uh, on the website, but it's it's beautiful. It's appropriate. Um, one of the things was it's going to be closer to the street on Windermere Avenue, which is the main street in Greenwood Lake. Mm-hmm. And everyone said, "Oh, you know, why don't you put it in the back?" I don't know about you, but I know what happens in the back. Yeah, then you're definitely going to have weird stuff going on. Yeah, Back of the bus, back in the woods. I mean, I, I don't know. If you haven't been to a keg party in the woods, you really should. <laughs> you know what's up What's up in the back. No, yeah, it, It's one of those life experiences. You, you should. Yeah. Uh, but this way, when it's out in the front, uh, law enforcement or other people doesn't have to go out of their way to interact. Right. They can just they could just pull up and roll down the window like the old guys and say, hey, stupid, knock it off. Right. And drive and drive away, and that's the end of it. Instead of, you know, by the time they trudge all the way in the back and they catch you at whatever you're doing, now they're mad. Yeah. So, like, if we keep it, we keep it up front, it'll be fine. It's a nice, like I said, clean, professionally built, beautiful, smooth cement. Yeah. So the town, the town of Warwick is, is kind of like, it's like one of those 99-year lease kind of things. Mm, okay. They're giving us the they're giving us the corner of an existing park to put this thing once we got the money. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so we're about halfway funded now. We've made about fifty grand the hard way. Okay, t-shirts, art, art sales, uh, straight up donations, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky enough to have help from Greenwood Lake and Woolwork to apply for a state grant which we're waiting for the actual check, but we've been told that we have it, uh, which was for $100,000. Yeah. So we got 150 together. We got the art auction coming. Um, we need another 150. Okay. Which, which, 
which sounds like a lot for a skate park, but we're literally calling a company that builds skate parks. They bring their entire crew. They build the skate park and they leave. Okay. So it's like building a house or anything else. It's going to start, it's going to have a middle and it's going to have completion and then it's ready to go. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's all kinds of things that you take for granted. There's surveys that have to be done and water tables that have to be measured right. and blueprints that have to be drawn. Permits uh, just something like the, yeah. uh, the, the blueprints alone is like $17,000. Wow. And that's a, draw, that's a drawing of a skate park. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people hear 300000 like, oh, what are you, crazy? Like, no, like, you have to... There's drainage that have to be put in. If you want to keep an empty swimming pool being empty, there's a whole set of pipes and gravel and things that have to go underneath to keep the water out. Right. Yeah, uh, no, you're getting into a lot, of, a lot of money that will be spent before you see any concrete. Engineers, and yeah, it's it's a total... Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I think the engineer is 11000 Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's $28,000 between the engineer and the blueprint, and you didn't even start the, the backhoe yet. Right. <laughs> like, you know, so a lot of things that need to be done. But the, the, the community is definitely behind us. That's um, awesome. Uh, we're, so myself and my friend Kirk, we're the, we always say we're the on-the-ground guys. We're the guys that show up and set up the art auction. We're the guys that drag the skate ramps out in the rain for our Mother's Day skate contest. And yeah. I'm not always the greatest with emails and things like that. Um, so we have other people uh, that are working on corporate packages because uh, I thank everyone from the bottom of my heart for the nickels and dimes that have piled up to $50,000. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have another five years for this. Like I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm three years in. The other people on the board are more like four and a half, five years in now. Okay. So we're grown adults. We all have jobs. A lot of them have children and jobs. Um, so, like, it, it takes a lot of time to do this stuff. Yeah. So um, we're, we're working on corporate packages. The one thing about Kramer Lake is we don't have too many corporations in town. Right. We have a handful. Um, but we need to reach out. So, I don't know, anybody hears this and they... They work for a corporation that does like a matching funds for charity or anything like that. Get a hold of Jesse or me or send an email to the skate park and uh, yeah, we'll we put all those to, links. Yeah, we need the help. Uh, we have, we got a beautiful PDF that explains everything about the skate park, why and how and who and where and all that great stuff with pictures and graphs. So nice. All the stuff that uh, I had nothing to do in any of it. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's a big operation, and I like how you're saying, like, okay, we've been dreaming about this, but now it is time to make it a reality, and these are the things that we have to do in order to make it a reality, so it's like these action items or asking for help from bigger corporations, I think that that's all part of the process, and so, you know, it it's lovely that you spent this time really explaining how you went from step a to the now, now this step where you're like right on the precipice of getting it done and just to see how it unfolds throughout the the whole spectrum you know so thank you for sharing the story that was so disappointing this year because we were so ready for the big push yeah like you know this spring and summer this is it we're really really gonna hit it hard and then uh, yeah. how could you possibly go to a restaurant today and ask them for free food how yeah. do you do it you can't I know you really yeah you can't I, I, I flat out refused during board meetings I was like I am not asking anybody for a dime for anything yeah not gonna happen right that just uh, gave me chills I, I, <laughs> yeah cause it's like I said if, if anything if we were gonna do this party this would be the year to be even more self-sufficient and pay each of the restaurants for the trays of food right be like we're giving back so we to you. Gonna, yeah. Right. We were gonna do that kind of thing. But then you know, when it got down to it, having to rent a giant tent so we can keep most people outside, only letting uh fifty people in to see the skateboards at a time. Like it just all snowballed into a huge not a mess, but just a just a strange, long, hard way to do things. Right. 
Oh, man. I, so, I mean, we're all going to be better for it. We all learned, we, you know, we're innovative. We have the ingenuity to make it work. And maybe it's not as big as we thought it was going to be for the year, but it might end up being better in the long run. So I don't, that's my that's my optimism there. I uh, People ask how I'm doing. I totally, 100% enjoy social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me to my work or to my artwork. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people, the, the introverted extrovert. Yep. You can, you can shove me out in public. I can do my two, three, four hours of being the guy out in the front of the spotlight. Yeah. But after I leave that, I'm so drained and want nothing to do with anyone for days. Right. You sit in the basement. That's what I do. I'm like, okay, after this, I'm just going to sit in the basement and paint. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my one other release is, is fishing. So oh. I will get on my little crappy boat and I will go out to one of the reservoirs over here by myself and I will just go fishing for six, seven, eight hours. Yeah. And not talk to another person. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's but irrespective, you're very approachable. Chris is very approachable. If you want to be a part of the Greenwood Lake Skate Park Endeavor, you have an, some time to volunteer, you want to donate a couple of bucks or even more, be a part of the, the auction, you're, you're always... You always responsive on Facebook or I mean yeah and even email even though you say you're not really great at it I always feel like you're you're still accessible so uh, and listen if you really can't find me one of those ways and you need to go to the coffee roaster uh, stop at the hardware in town say have you seen Chris I'm like oh yeah he's working down the street or he's over there or yeah how you get him like I'm, I'm not hard to find that's for sure yeah Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you about all of these things you do. I'm so glad that we got this done, even though that I was late this morning and <laughs> years in a row, I promised and we never got it done. It's okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Very professionally done. I enjoyed myself. Awesome. Thank you.